Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Which is awkward, because okay. I have no idea where I am, what's happening, or anything. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Steve Show. Woo, episode 5 of The Steve Show. How's it going, Steve? Good or what? I'm uh, putting on my Cockney accent for once because I like gadgets and, uh, and I that's, believe that Cockneys love gadgets. That's your best Steve impression, is it, Reg? I can't do it. I can't do a Sean impression. It's just... Um, it's perfect. It's like he was in the room. There you go. Complaint yeah. about Starbucks. Cups. Complaint about Microsoft. And I've done a cup and uh, it didn't turn up. Yep. So that was your cup date. That was my cup date. Uh, yeah, no, don't worry, you. everyone. It is not another episode of The Steve Show. It dun, is dun, dun. the return after a week off because Reg was poorly. Hopefully he's better now. Yeah, um, he, he was not, not all COVIDy. Don't worry. Um, it's the return of the Nerd AV podcast with your hosts Dan and Reg. How do? Hello. How yeah. How, how were you? What, what What was up with you? Oh, I'd, mate, I would love to tell you because I was fired up until about, oh, about an hour and a half, two hours before we podded because I was well up for it. We were chatting, and then just the, the pre-pod nerves kicked in, and yeah, then I just felt it. sick as a dog, and then that was... all the pressure. I've got to be entertaining. And if there's one thing, you know, I don't like, it's trying to be entertaining. I mean, that's true. You you don't want to try. You want it to come naturally. That's it. And if there's one thing I'm good at, it's being au natural. Like, mm. just now, I'm not wearing anything. Okay. Okay. So, I think it's if right. we're going to get... We're not a video version of this podcast. Well, not a, a video of us version. If we're getting into the mindset of being au natural, then we've got to go physical au natural. Mm. Um, however, if I was going to wear clothes, I just want to quickly move into this subject. Okay. Um, you remember that really iconic scene from Jurassic Park? And I'm not talking about the water cup. I'm talking okay. about... There's so many. There are so, so many. Beautiful, beautiful pose from a certain Dr. Ian Malcolm. Okay. When That's he's right. been attacked, he's sort of bleeding a little bit, but he's just sort of, he's doing the, uh, you know, I'm on a rug in front of a fireplace pose oh, with yeah. his shirt open, right? That's the one. Okay. The, the one that every time I close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I see. Wow. And it's beautiful. Okay. Well, Sorry, Ash. All us lucky, lucky people mm. as a reward for people who registered to vote or even mm-hmm. checked to make sure they were registered. He then went, bam, here we go. I'm going to post a beautiful recreation of this image that he did on his Instagram. <laughs> so he thanked everyone to basically register to vote, saying nearly 3,000 of you are now ready for this November's election. Here's your reward. And okay, oh, so we all got it. So we all got it as a thank you. And it's glorious. But weird because <laughs> it is you, you've uh you, yeah I, I, i'm on it now i've just googled it and it's it's the it's a perfect recreation of the pose 
except for his hair. Now, I totally understand that people go grey, but yeah. it's more his hairstyle. So you just just Google it. Google Google. Uh, all I googled there was Jeff Goldblum, and it was the first news story that popped up. Um, he he genuinely looks as though he's going for a an eighties action movie villain. Yeah, haircut like Gary like Oldman or something. Side shave and then a a, a comb over, a really big comb over. Yeah, he's I like can grown just, the top out. I can just picture him just banging on a desk and just shouting at his cronies to be like, "What are you doing?" It's that kind of look he's got in his face now. It's weird. But it's yeah. just nice because every time that pops up, people are like, oh, what, so what is that image of? Oh, yeah. So now the original's getting a load of hits now as well, just because oh, it's good. so goddamn glorious. As it should, as it should. Mm. The Before weird thing is, I remember watching that film, and, you know, when I was 10, 11, something like that. Uh, when was it, 91? So I was 93. Nine, 93, there you go, so I was 11. Um and I just, I, I never thought two things of it. You know, this was before uh, meme was a word. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, you, you didn't see things like that and go, oh, that's hilarious. I need to send that to my friend. And then you drew a crude pencil drawing and stuck it in the mail and sent it, <laughs> sent it to him. Um, the, oh, sorry, I was going to say, just quickly, just as you were talk, talking about that, the meme stuff, the, um, you know the line he says, I think it's in Jurassic World. Mm. Um, or it could be actually no, it could be Jurassic Park. I mean, he says, um, he, "No, yeah, he, go on. He's not in World." It, it, I know it's the second one he's in, isn't he? In the courtroom. That, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. that line, or if it was from the original Jurassic Park when he's like, "I guess they were so preoccupied with whether or not he could, they didn't stop to think if he should." Yeah, someone's put <laughs> underneath that in the comment going, "Huh about this? I guess he was so preoccupied with whether or not he could that he didn't stop to think if he actually should," and then. Post this picture. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. I like it. I do like it. The um, the the, the next Jurassic because obviously the, the next Jurassic World they are or they were filming. I think it shut down again. Um, yeah. And it's been put back to twenty twenty two as have a lot of things. But mm-hmm. but it's everyone's back. Yes, they are. Yeah, Sam yes. Neill's back. Jeff Goldblum's back. Uh, what's the face? Ellie, I can't remember the the uh, actress name. The one who everyone hated in um in the Last Jedi. She's back. Laura Dern, that's it. Yeah, finally happening. We're actually getting a proper. See, see the problem is the the second one had Jeff Goldman right, but then didn't have anyone else. Mm. And then the third one had Sam Neill in, but didn't have anyone else. It's just like it it almost doesn't connect the movies. You know, at least you, you think, well, these you've, you've got the the ongoing duo of, um, uh, of, of Bryce Dallas Howard and um, what's his name? Star-Lord. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. But yeah, that, see, that's the problem. I mean, I didn't like the second Jurassic World very much. Oh, really? The first one was so good. It just, yeah, it was a bit poor. But I felt the same about Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3. Just yeah, feel like the, the first, Lost World I mean, was pants. Three was mm. was good. It wasn't as good as the first. It was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing, the thing that I'm really intrigued about because obviously, like, we've got them all back together now, which is mm. an awesome, awesome plot idea. I love this. Yeah. Um, but have you watched the Battle of Big Rock or the Battle of Little Rock? I think it is. You know the short. Yes, I did. The campsite. Yes. Yes. So. 
so now obviously we're not going to be back in Jurassic Park again. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. But well, that's why it's Jurassic it's, World, Red, because yeah, it's the world. It's the so spoilers world. if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Two, um, where Fallen Kingdom, mm. um, the the dinosaurs all get taken uh, onto uh, over to America um, to be sold to. Um, Russian billionaires and stuff who want to use them as weapons, apparently, or something like that. But then they all get set loose. So the after credit scene is a bunch of uh, pterodactyls flying around Vegas and stuff like that. So that's what the next one's going to be about, supposedly. It is dinosaurs are out just in the world, in yeah. the Jurassic world. And, and the one thing I like about this is the fact mm-hmm. that they've said that they're going for more actual... Um, Dinosaurs, and I said, you know, like the hybrid creations and all the crazy oh, yeah. ones, even Instead of, said, yeah, they go just go back to proper Jurassic Park dinosaurs, yeah, because that's all you need, yeah. I mean, fair, <laughs> I think I, I, I don't know if I would differentiate like the oh, this must be a hybrid dinosaur at close range compared to ah, this is a fucking big dinosaur, <laughs> so no, either way, true, I would see the of this thing and shit myself and run, yeah. <laughs> But it's just that it doesn't need that plot point. It was just it, it sort of, especially the 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 Fallen Kingdom, the the hybrid dinosaur in that. I just it just I don't know. It was a step too far, I think. It made a little bit of sense in the first Jurassic World to try and differentiate it from the very first Jurassic Park because it was it was a um, you know a, a Force Awakens style reimagining of the first movie. It was just, it was pretty much the same plot, just redone with a new skin. But at least they mixed it up a little bit by adding this new dinosaur in. Mm. Yeah, I uh-huh. see, I enjoyed it, but mm. I think I watched it away from the hype and stuff. Maybe, um, yeah. And obviously, yeah, I was I was excited to watch it, but then obviously we had Oliver and stuff, and then it just yeah. fell by the wayside, so it was nice to watch an adult film. But like you a are a parent to a child. So every time you're in shops and you see amazing dinosaur things, like dinosaur clothes, you can vicariously live through your child by buying him all these dinosaur clothes. Oh, yeah. The amount of times we'll walk past the kids' clothes department and there'll be this amazing dinosaur jumper or this hat or something. And Chell's always just like, why why don't they ever make them in adult sizes? And it's just, it's so, it's not fair. Why do kids get all the cool dinosaur stuff? I know, and the, the best thing about it now is just going slightly into the topic we did a couple of weeks back. Is Paw Patrol now has the Dino um, Land as well, Dino Wilds, it's called that they go through. So you've got all Are the they, dinosaurs. They, they're going Transformers. They're like, right, people aren't watching anymore. We need to mix it up by adding dinosaurs. Well, apparently, there's, there's always been dinosaurs in Adventure Bay. It's just right. behind a waterfall. Um, well, behind a cave, you, you go through this cave, and it's got dinosaur fossils all around it, which no one's ever noticed, and still hasn't, because only Ryder and his team of pups go through this waterfall and be like, "Oh my God, look, there's, there's dinosaurs here!" And one pup who's already part of the Paw Patrol that can speak dinosaur by going "rah rah 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 rah," and that literally is every, the way every dinosaur talks, apparently, because they all understand him. <laughs> which is just a bit weird. Um, but the, the cool thing is, because they've introduced dinosaurs into Paw Patrol now, Oliver was slightly into him because we were not forcing him down the route of loving dinosaurs. But 
a lot of his clothing and toys and stuff were like, oh, look at this cool dinosaur. Oh, look at Rex from Toy Story. We all love dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. But now he's watching it on telly. He's like, I love dinosaurs. So when you go, what noise does dinosaur make? He'll go, rah. And every time you go to a shop, he's like, oh, look, dinosaurs. I'm like, yes, all oh, the dinosaur toys. <laughs> so I will be able to like relive Jurassic Park through wow. my, uh, my life, which I'm very excited about. Or Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Just another throwback. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if you want to get Oliver into a, just one of the classic children's cartoon series that we grew up on, Reg, uh, that yeah. is getting rebooted, you want to get him in on this and he's into dinosaurs, then it's the perfect time to watch the uh, the the two-minute intro that they've just released for the new Animaniacs cartoon. Uh, see, have you it, seen it? You, you, you missed that when you said, it, you know what it's time for. You should have done the, it's time for Animaniacs. You, you, you set yourself up for it. You mm-hmm. literally... Set yourself up for it, and then went, fuck it, I'm going down a different path. Yeah. And yeah. yes, it is Have you incredible. Seen it? Yes. So it's, it's essentially the, the, uh, a, re, a remake of the scene in Jurassic Park where they first see dinosaurs. So they're in the cars, and, um, and Sam Neill gets up, takes his glasses off really bizarrely. And then um, it's just, it, it does, it, it, it like grabs them from over his head under the side and just whips them off. Yeah. It's bizarre. Anyway, Very and then he weird. sees the dinosaur, and then he grabs grabs Ellie's head and just picks her up and turns her so she sees him. And it's that scene, but the dinosaurs are the Animaniacs um, because I, I was I forgot this. The Animaniacs is a Steven Spielberg thing. Yes, it, it's just uh, yeah weird. I didn't realize he was he was um, attached to this one, but he must be because he's. Well, it's not him, but Steven Spielberg (laughs) is there explaining how, yeah, we brought the Animaniacs back, and they it's it's very very well done. Yeah, including the uh, the pinky the the pinky in the brain bits. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's like, are you confirming pinky in the brain are coming back? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited about that because I love um, Rob Paulson, who voices the Animaniacs. Mm. Um, and he also voiced Raph in the original 87 uh, incarnation of the Turtles cartoon. Okay. Um, he does a load of awesome YouTube vids and stuff, and one of them was the um, shown the original Animaniacs to some kids, and we're like, would you watch this now um, if it was on TV in front of you? And it was just like one of the classic episodes with the nurse. So, you know, when um, Wacko and... Is it Wacko and Yakko? Yeah. Yeah, Wacko and Yakko and Wacko and Yakko were like side by side trying to be like, "Ooh, hello, nurse," and they're like trying to show like get a reflection and stuff. And the kids are laughing their heads off and going like, "This is brilliant! Yes, we would watch this." And then it cuts to Rob Paulson who starts doing all the voices for him, like in front of the kids and stuff, and they're like laughing their heads off at him. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, we're looking at rebooting it." And they're like, "Oh, please don't make it the way that they make all the cartoons now. It looks almost sort of set up, but it's blatantly not." Um, mm. and it's just it looks brilliant and he's like oh no this is, it's going to look like this and then one of the kids just goes can you at least make it look like it's made now <laughs> and he's like well it will look like it's made now it's just we're keeping this animation style like, alright you can have superpowers and he's like oh 
we do in a couple of episodes. I mean, you've seen how far he can bounce, right? And you, you've seen what he can do. <laughs> and he starts being like, please, please love our cartoons. Um, but it just it's one of the few cartoons that hasn't aged. It's it's yeah. amazing. It's still funny to watch now. Yeah, I mean, I there's a lot that. of content you wouldn't be able to get away with. Like <clears throat> when they use the black faces to do stuff and things like that, that you're like, yeah, now you can't you can't utilize that now. Okay, and fair I, enough. I don't remember Animaniac getting into blackface, but okay. Yeah, so it's um, the, one of, it was one one of the, that that clip show bit um, when the, the the nurse starts going through like the neighborhood um, of like a a hood, I want to say, <laughs> um, and then it's what <laughs> uh, Wacko goes. It's cool. I've got this, and just puts the uh, the the flat pat part of his um, cap. So the peak of his cap to the back and just starts waving. He's like, I've got the face to fit in here. <laughs> and I'm like, right. Amazing. It's just like, you, you you wouldn't be able to do that now. That's definitely not something you could put in a kid's cartoon now without having so much controversy. Mm. Um, and it was remarkably sexist back in the day, but it's awesome. Um, and I hope that you will, they will continue like that. I hope they don't pander to the likes of the way Thundercats did, because Thundercats raw now. I don't know if we talked about this. Yeah, that's the sort of the the the, the weird. I was going to say the weird cartoony one, but I, I don't think there's a better way it, of describing it. It looks as though it's made by the Steven Universe. Yeah, people, um, Adventure Time and that sort of stuff. It's like that animation style which a lot of the cartoons are doing now. Um, it's done like that now. I think it's good. So I'm not going to lie. It's one of the few cartoons that when Oliver is like, "Go on, then we will watch something different," and we stick it on. Like I will laugh at loads of it, but it's nothing at all like the original Thundercats. Like um, Lino is just a massive joke. Like no one thinks he can be a leader. He uses the Sword of Omens as a tin opener because it doesn't really do much. It's mm. just like it's a very bizarre, bizarre thing. The best thing about that is to do a Teen Titans Go versus Thundercats crossover. Um, yeah. Well, that's and, that's the the sort of the vibe I get from what I've seen of things. Yes, it's very and then spoiler alert because the ending is immense and I need to talk about it. Is um, so the the going like who the hell are you? And he's like I'm Lino, the leader of the Thundercats. And Robin just looks at him. He's like, you're you're not Lino. And then it cuts to a cave with the failed, more serious anime like manga style Thundercats. Remember from a few years back. Mm. He's in the cave and he's like, no one ever remembers me. Like, no, no, not that one. Like, that's definitely not Lino. No one likes that. Uh, it's just Lino needs seem to be a bit more. And then the heavens just open and like a beam of light just comes down. And when it pans up, it's just light, like the original 80s Lino, just with the sword of omens, just guiding the light. And he's like, give me sight beyond sight. Points it down and then does the thunder, thunder, thundercats. Go! and Teen Titans just jump up ready to fight him I'm like ah, oh, it's amazing just to see Lino the way that Lino used to be um, but the, the new cartoon is good but yeah it just it it panders to kids like it should do because it's a kids cartoon so I don't know why I'm like oh it panders to but they like obviously people now like the series that we watch you know if it has a certain amount of viewers then you know they'll keep it if not they'll pan it and try something else yeah. And obviously there's so many style of our cartoons that they must have shown kids and kids like, nah, not interested. Nah, not interested. They'd be like, right, we need to redo it and do it 
a way that kids will like it now. Yeah. And this is this is what it is. So like the amount of like fanboys and purists that are like, this is not my Teen Titans or this is not my Thundercats and stuff. Who cares? It's not. This is your kids' Thundercats. This is your kids' Teen yeah. Titans. Like, well, it's this not. Is and you look at He-Man. So they're obviously the not even rebooting. They're continuing from where it left off on Netflix. But it's mm. it's not necessarily that it's an adult version. But uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be very similar to the old one. But then it's you know less like a a kids' cartoon than than uh, than it was i guess i don't know compared to what you have now what a kids cartoons team does nowadays i think that's uh i think that says it all i think back then it, they, they were used to sort of a bit more mature looking stuff nothing yeah too zany and i think it's just it's weird because we had like what people always seem to forget when you go into this and it's even the same with the turtles so everyone always goes on about the original like the 87 turtles cartoon. yeah yeah they like, how? If they if they made an, an, a new turtles that wasn't you know really really cartoony and kiddy, it would only it could only go the complete opposite direction and be really um you know really dark. There's no middle yeah. ground there now. I don't think. But it's just it's it's weird because you go back and watch that now, and then like either pre intro or like during the credit breaks used to have used to have like turtle tips, and what they used to be was to be like oh. Why don't like you see an old lady crossing the street or like right. scared carrying the bags and stuff, and then you see the turtles go and help the old lady across the street and be like, "Remember, it's always good to be kind to strangers," and like all these sort of things. And kids' cartoon now don't have the values added to it, but everyone seems to forget how cheesy and crap in effect. You go back and watch like the eight-seven minute like version of the turtles or our Thundercats. Like, I remember just when I was around at Dave's, two, three years back, uh, God, that's not two, three years back, oh, that's a massive lie, uh, but 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just one or two years difference. I forgot when I was still living at home, home, so it must have been about 10 years ago. Um, we were we, we found a VHS tape of Thundercats, and we're like, oh, we'll watch that. Um, and we stuck it in, and the whole thing was trying to find these two unicorns, um, their mum. So... The entire thing was just, it was shocking. There was there was no, like, action in it, which we always affiliate with Thundercats. There was so much action going on, so many character interactions and, like, you know, the bad guys and stuff. We watched four episodes of this VHS tape, and not one of them had, like, you know, um, Mumra in it. He was yeah. not in it at all. Hardly any of the bad guys were in it. It was just the Thundercats being, like, Boy Scouts, in effect, just going off and, like, one of them was helping um, this community build their houses and stuff. It was going off and doing all these good guy stuff. And everyone forgets, seems to forget that just because they had their idea in their head about how amazing their, their cartoon was or their childhood memory of it was that they just they seem to forget how shocking they were. Like the first couple of uh, seasons of the original Turtles weren't great. The last like six seasons of it or whatever were, were brilliant, but mm. the first couple were a bit poor in that aspect of things like nothing like the car like the comics which was dark from the get-go so it's weird seeing how everyone's going oh my god it's so kiddie oh look what they're yeah. doing now and yeah like, absolutely um, in comparison to, to the stuff. comic <laughs> yeah it's like there's a lot more stuff going on in the our kids cartoons than what we ever had 
Mm. in our ones it's like the new versions fine and sound and stuff that we were talking about like the amount of they've got loads of new gadgets and stuff but the amount of stuff that they do mm. in these new ones compared to what fireman sam did when we used to watch him like he would fight a fire and potentially take a cat down off the tree um but with this one like people are drowning and he's going out and saving them and all this sort of stuff it's like it's you know they've got yeah. a lot of stuff going on in north it's, it's cgi now is it yeah, but it's like that kind of poor CGI that looks like it was made about 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cheap. But then that, I suppose that's the thing back um, when it was stop frame animation. Um, they probably couldn't really do quite as much. They couldn't be like, hey, let's animate this raging river of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, suppose. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. But moving on to more adult stuff. Okay. Um, while we're just on the topic of TV yeah. stuff. So The Haunting of Bly Manor came out on Sunday. Um, okay. So this is the new one of the Haunting of anthology series. It's um, uh, it, This is British, right? So or it's at least a, this series is? It's set in Britain. Okay. Yes. But, uh, but it's still, it's, um, oh, what's his name from Comic Book Man? I forgot, completely forgot his name. Um, Mike, what's Mike's surname? Um, I can't oh, remember. Let me do. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it is it's it's full on American uh, that comes through. Um, in terms of it, Mike Flanagan. No, Walt Flanagan. All oh, right, I see. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Mike from um, Mike is a comic book man. But anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's based on turn. Uh, the turn of the screw so it's like okay. classed as one of the the greatest ever right. horror novels yeah. apparently that this is the like the if you're going to do a, a, a like a rendition of this it's either doomed to fail or it's going to be the best thing you've ever done because right. uh, so many people have tried to do it um but yeah my god it is insane so okay, the first interesting one, because we watched the um you know when when you open up Netflix and it shows you something they're promoted at the top and then it yeah. just starts playing the trailer. Um, we watched the trailer and it looked terrible. It's not. Okay. No, it. <laughs> Fair enough. It is so good. I don't think they can get away with showing stuff no, I'd on the trailer not. without giving away okay. the actual thing. Yeah. Um, so to not give anything away as a spoiler free thing, because we, we've got two more episodes to watch, I think it is. And so we've it only came out on Sunday, so we're trying our best to like smash through it <laughs> um, as much as we can. Um, so there's this manor, the Bly Manor, which is owned by some family who's the, there's two kids that are there at the minute because their parents have died and they're looking for like a new au pair. They've got like the living governess, like a cook there, and like the uncle who is supposedly like their um, what you call it, the person who's has total care of them, custody of them. He's he's their dude, yeah. but he's like such a high class businessman that he doesn't ever have time to go there and look after him and stuff. Um, so he gets this new nanny in, and this this new nanny um, is or au pair is like a living au pair to look after the kids, and she's like, yeah, these kids are a bit unruly, um, and the kids like the little girl in it is amazing, like her voice is just creepy the way she talks and stuff. Um, and I've just realised now. Apparently, she's the the girl who voices Peppa Pig. So Dave will be happy. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, she talks to all these ghosts and she's got like a little dollhouse set up where she puts all these little figures and dolls and stuff. Um, and the nanny just thinks it's being dead cute, but the more you watch the show, you realise that where she's putting all these figures and stuff, when like the nanny's walking around the house and stuff, you'll see all those figures as like actually in the house and stuff. So when you see one like underneath the cupboard and stuff, it's really creepy. Um, but the atmosphere is fantastic. The story is getting really, like, really, really good. Like the last one we watched last night, uh, it was like half, half 11, quarter to 12. I'm like, just watch one more because we're up early in the morning. Um, and I was like, I can't. Can we just watch the first 15 minutes? Because they always leave every episode on a cliffhanger, like such a huge cliffhanger. Like, oh, right, just need to know what happens now. So it's like, we'll watch the bit we need to see and then we'll save the rest for tomorrow. And then the next thing we knew, the credits rolled, and we're like, well, that didn't work out, did it? <laughs> so we ended just like watching that entire one, and I was like, we need to go to bed, but I need to know what happens next, because this is just, it's getting addictive now. Um, and yeah, it's, so it's not as good as the first, if you haven't seen the first one. No. One million percent. Just watch the first Haunting of um, Hill House. It's incredible. And it's like the uh, American Horror Story, where they use the same actors. So even though they do oh, okay. different characters, a lot of them are the same from the first season of Hill House. Um, but yeah, please watch it. Haunting of Hill House is amazing. Um, and this is not as good, but still really good so far. Um, so I'm genuinely excited about these last two episodes just to see how it's all going to finalise and climax, so to speak. Interesting. As long as it's better than um, another horror kind of show that i've just started watching um which is really really boring reg and i want to see if you can guess what it is a new horror show that's really brand new show just come out it's on amazon prime um i can't i can't think you know i'm not really into horror much no that is true this this is only really very loosely um, kind of connected to horror in that it's about zombies. Oh, is it the new Walking it's Dead? It's the new Walking Dead, Reg. Oh, right. Now, okay. That's Amazon you know, Prime, is it? Yeah. So Amazon Prime, I didn't, I didn't realize. Um, so I didn't really have any point of me getting excited for it. Because you know what? I, I remember when Fear the Walking Dead came out and I really wanted to watch it, but it was only on um, AMC. It just launched on BT TV and it was on yeah. that. And there was no way I was ever going to get to watch that. So I just gave up on it. Um, although now I have Amazon Prime, so I might carry on watching it. I watched season one eventually. It was on Channel 5 at some point, and it was pretty good. Um, but I've been hearing lots of mixed things about this. I mean, first of all, I don't personally understand what they're doing with The Walking Dead. Like, have you heard the, the season 10 not finale? Yeah, the season 10 episode that was supposed to be the finale that got delayed but now there's going to be another six episodes was yeah. just on last week so this one standalone episode just in the middle of, of, of you know of the of this blank period where there's no other walking dead going on um it, it was on last friday i think it was um and it only got something like two, i say only got about two and a half million uh, viewers 
Now, at its peak, oh, it. <laughs> season eight or so, they were getting like 16 million, 16 to 18 million. Mm. So huge, huge difference. Now, whether that is because it took such a long break and, you know, people didn't realize that that wasn't the finale because the, the, the previous sort of um, the last episode had a bit of a finale sort of feeling, had a sort of cliffhanger feeling to it. Um, but then this didn't really even even sort of, you know, give a big build-up. It kind of ended the Whisper storyline a bit and hinted at whatever was coming next. But now we've got these six episodes and then a final 24. Um, so it feels like they're following the comics. It feels like they, they are ending it where the comics ended, which I'm kind of glad. Oh, right, okay. But but the fact that no one watched this episode, or very few in comparison watched this episode, yet... We've now got two spin-offs that are out. We've got the the Rick movies that was supposed to be going to the to the cinema, and then you've got yeah. the spin-off like three Rick movies, and then you've got the spin-off of um, Daryl and Carol, and yep. then you've got the spin-off of The Walking Dead stories. Yeah, it's, it's about it's eight years too late. At hundred percent. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked last week or the week before about uh, the boys having a spin-off um, already. You know, at least from what I've read of it, it's it's something totally different. It's not it's not, you know, you don't need to watch this to get this. It's just mm. it's in that world where, you know, with Vought and the Supers and Compound V and all that sort of stuff. So you know, it might work. It might have its own sort of spin. But at least that has only come after sort of two seasons. You know, if if it's that popular and they think they've got other stories they can tell, at least they're doing it. But yeah, you, you to have one spin-off, what whenever that that come out six years ago for Fear the Walking Dead, and then finally have another one. Now, the point is this new one. When I read what it was all about, it sounds very like teen drama version of The Walking Dead. It follows these kids basically, so a little bit like. A little bit like a more grown-up uh, Stranger Things set in a zombie apocalypse. And the yeah. idea is that the, there's these four, well, there's these two kids, two sisters. Um, this all happens in the very beginning of the first episode, so I'm not going to spoil much. Um, their dad goes off um, to help uh, this this group that um, apparently have got this whole sort of civilization area, and they want scientists to come and help them out, and in return they'll protect this this uh, town and they, you know they have like a, a sort of a big community going on um but then they haven't heard from him for ages and then they they, they get this message through that says that, that he's in trouble so they decide that they're going to go off and get him so these two sort of 15 16 year old girls and then these two guys join them and it's about these this this quartet of teenagers traveling to new york to try and find their, their the, the two kids dad Mm. but it's really slow paced like the second episode had them walking towards this big huge uh like tire fire that had been burning for like 10 years you know like in the simpsons where there's that. yeah yeah apparently that's a real thing if if if, if a tire uh tire yard caught fire it would burn for ages um so it's like that but so it's them trying to get through this sort of really smoky area with loads of zombies but they uh, they don't even get through it in this episode. Halfway through, they're like, "Oh, we need to have rest now." 
and then the episode ends. So the next episode is them still going through this tire fire. <laughs> but part of it is like, I don't know whether it's just toned down. I don't know whether it's because it's set like 10 years or something into the, into the apocalypse, into the zombie apocalypse. So it's, it's a little, everything's a little bit more under control, but the, like the, the, the big twist that I think that the producers are trying to go for is these kids haven't got a clue how to take care of themselves. Like not a single zombie has been killed yet. They've been attacked a couple of times, but they managed to get away. And they've right, tried, okay. two of them have tried killing them and they chickened out. And one of them's got a, stone, like they haven't even got any guns. They haven't got knives, they haven't got anything. One of them's got a stick, which they've tied a, a sharp rock to the end of it so they can stab zombies. And it just has this, it's just got this really weird feeling about it. It's, and it's very, very slow. And I'm really not surprised it's getting the sort of the, the two to three star reviews it's getting. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No, I'm, I'm good on your that. sort of give it three episodes and then move on thing. Mm. Um, so they have one more episode to sort of grab me. Yeah, I would, I would probably say well and truly sack that off. Yeah, watch Haunting of Hill House instead. Mm. Um, that is great. Is Shell a fan of horror or is not she at like, all? No watch? chance. Absolutely right. no chance. Okay, that that's going to be a hard push then. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, because it's creepy as old dicks. Fair enough. Um, no, I, I mean, that's not going to happen. It'll be something I would watch on my own. But right, okay. That's fine. There's, pl- there's plenty of things like that. There's, you know, it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be that strong horror. If we've got a little bit of gore, there's no chance that we're watching that. We've, right, okay. We've started watching Suits. Um, I'm only like two or three episodes in. Um, and every now and again, she'll, she'll say, we should watch this program. We'll watch it. And, uh, but when I'm doing other things like I'm podding or whatever, she'll she might just carry on watching it. So I'll miss a few episodes here and there. And this seems like that sort of show. I'm quite happy to watch it. But she can watch it on her own. So I just said, Oh, while I'm doing this, you can go and watch suits if you want. She went, No, no. Why not? Oh, it gets a bit bit scary. Like suits. Suits get <laughs> scary. Yeah, I've seen the first the first couple of series and it gets, I don't know, it's a little, little bit scary later on in this series. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. Right. Okay. Sorry. About lawyers. Just too much. Yeah. Too much. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, mm. Although, while we are talking about interesting things, mm-hmm. um, so obviously, last time we were on, we had a discussion about the Resident Evil series that has the uh, the kids in Wesker's kids in. Yeah. And it's going to be just really pants. <clears throat> well, we've had a um, an update on the movie. You know the reboot. Movie okay, right. Uh, have you heard about this at all? I I haven't heard any new stuff. I'd, I'd heard that they were talking about doing reboots. Right, but... okay. So, yeah, Constantine Film um, are the guys that are doing the, the new movie, okay. uh, which is coming through. And thankfully, we've had some good news because the, the guy who, who was like the writer and director of this new movie... Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. I'm going to say a lot of these names wrong, by the way, just throwing it out there. Um, Johannes Roberts. Okay. Um, sounds sounds accurate. Yeah. He basically said that he, um, as much as he loves all the new stuff that had happened in Resident Evil, he misses that fateful night in 1998 that happened at Raccoon City. So the intro, obviously, to Resident Evil 1 is the mention, the date in, um, in 1998. Right. Way up, 
what's going on. And he's like, I just I really enjoyed Resident Evil 1 and 2. I don't think you can beat those games. They're just like, they're phenomenal. So I'm going to make those into a film. So we're getting Resident Evil 1 and 2, or mainly Resident Evil 1 with bits of 2 coming into it. Okay. Um, that's going to be the film. So the reboot, they've already cast the characters um, already. They've signed on and everything. So they've got, uh, like I said, these names are going to be completely horrific. But for Claire Redfield, we're going to have uh, Kaya Scodelario, uh, who is a Maze Runner. Okay, sounds sounds less accurate, but go on. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got the one that uh, Robbie Amell is going to play Chris Redfield. Right, so yeah. if you know Stephen Mel from Arrow, it's his his brother. Yeah, so he was he was was he in the Flash, I think. Yes. Yeah, and he's also in uh online that um Amazon show about um your your consciousness being uploaded to a, a virtual reality system this year if you die. Which is right. quite good. Worth watching. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um yeah. It's funny. Anyway. And not he doesn't really strike me as a Chris Redfield, if I'm honest. But no, okay. You know, he looks a bit too short for Chris Redfield. But was was um, wasn't it the guy out of Prison Break in the Resident Evil movies originally? I, I, I don't remember Chris Redfield being in a Resident Evil movie. Look, was okay. it Resident Evil movies that came out? <laughs> okay, because I'm just saying we're going in the right direction. I surely. don't. I don't remember <laughs> any Resident Evil films coming out. Right, right, right. Yeah, <sighs> they were so bad, Dan. They were so, so bad. Even when they tried to do fan service, they messed up the fan service so wrong. I'm sure I've had a rant about this on the g.e.e.k podcast. Um, like, yeah, they were just so, so poor. Um, so just go back and through because I don't want to get into it <laughs> right now. Um, so the, the, the one that strikes me straight away is like, no, just no, is um, Albert Wesker. Mm. They're having as Tom Hopper. So okay, so the yeah, guy of Stranger number Things. Number one from from Umbrella. Oh Band. no, him. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He's cool. he's Albert Wesker. Just, just, just. He's not Albert Wesker. He doesn't okay. look slimy or like right. Yeah, he doesn't look like Albert Wesker to me at all. Um, and then we're going to go completely weird. Um, Avan Yogia, who's in Zombieland Double Tap. Right, okay. Um, probably going to get this wrong, but I think he is Indian or Asian. He certainly looks it, or Mexican. One of those three. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, in other words, he looks nothing, nothing at all, like the character he's playing, which is Leon Kennedy. So, yeah, if you just type in Avon Yogia, uh, apparently he's a Canadian-British actor. <laughs> Um, but, okay. but he looks absolutely nothing at all like he could deal with the Chris Redfield uh, with the Leon Kennedy sorry um, he was in uh, straight to video straight to video straight to video uh, he's in nothing that is good he was in iCarly uh, if you know iCarly oh, yeah <laughs> uh, no, I used to watch that all the time he, he, he plays Berkeley in Zombieland Double Tap um, and apart from that, there's nothing I can see that's like, ah, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, no, he's not. Don't judge Ghost him Wars? by his past works. He might, be, he might be perfect in Resident Evil. 
Oh no, I just mean like as a when you look at him, you don't scream like that's a hundred percent Leon Kennedy. Um but and then they've got uh, Neil McDonough to play William Birkin, uh, the scientist dude, who I don't want to give it away because I think they're gonna go into it. But if you know Resident Evil, you know what happens to William Birkin. Um and I think he's a good, good cast. I like him. But I've got massive hopes for it because the guys uh, love the original Resident Evil um, series, like one and two. They absolutely love them. So I'm like, you know what? I'm definitely down for this. Okay. Um, so Sony Pictures Screen Gems is going to distribute it, which is coming through, and then Constantine obviously producing it. Um, and they are massive fans. So it's much better than having Paul W.S. Anderson go, you know what, let's have another one with Mila Jokovic because you know what, what works then? <sighs> because they don't, Dan. They really, really don't. Um, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to after the, the shit news that was, let's have a series all focusing around Wesker's kids. Um, and oh a, yeah, that what, was a thing, wasn't it? What could be slightly alright CGI um, series as well that they've got coming on. So, so the weird thing is, I, f- I almost feel like if you're doing a movie of it, people's perception of Resident Evil is now the movies. I know, I know, you know. Obviously, it's still got a massive following in the gaming world, but you, your average person, I feel, is going to be confused by a Resident Evil film that is nothing like the movies. I'm yeah, not saying I... that's a bad, you know, I. I the I only watched I think one and a half of those films and they were absolutely terrible. But yes, you know, yes, it just I I know that they were fairly popular, but I don't think the people who liked them were watching them because they loved the Resident Evil games. No, and that's a sad thing because I I haven't watched the last one admittedly because mm. um, I'm trying to bring myself to do it, but I do get through them because it's based on a video game. I'll watch it. And it's it's that sort of thing that's that's got me through a lot of rubbish, rubbish films. <laughs> um, but they are definitely up there with Max Payne as like the, the worst worst films um, that I've ever watched. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> they are shocking. I've sent you the link that I was trying to get the names from um, right. on Facebook so you can have a look at the dude who's playing Leon S. Kennedy. Okay. And then you can just be like, yeah, you're right, Reg. Well, I don't, I don't because I've barely played any of the old Resident Evil, so I won't recognise any of them or remember any of them. I won't be able to go, oh, yes, that looks right, that doesn't. Well, uh, surely you've played Resident Evil 4. If you haven't played even one or two, because I'm not going to... Which one was 4? So I played I played Code Veronica. The one after Code Veronica. No, I know, but what? Uh, which one was... The Room was 5, right? The what? The the room. No, that's Silent Hill. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, that's no. that Silent Hill 4. Yes, Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Wow, it's the one that came out on the GameCube originally. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the box art. No, the one I don't think the... I did. Oh, wow. I think I played Zero and Co-Veronica. I mean, Co-Veronica is the second greatest Resident Evil game out there. Mm. And if you disagree with me, I will fight you. Um, well, because I've only played two. It, it, as far as I'm concerned, it was the greatest Resident Evil game. Yeah, you, you've missed out <laughs> on Resident Evil 1. You missed out on the, the greatest... I understand that. Greatest, I, I do get that. Greatest gaming character. 
of all time ever and someone who has yet to be cast unless they're keeping it as a secret. And that's Barry Burton. Right. He's the only person I care about that they have to get correct. And unless they get the person from that FMV intro <laughs> to play Barry Burton, uh, Greg, right, right, right. Greg Smith. Um, I know his name. I've, I've Googled a, it that many such times. a generic name. The name is in my head. He's not the person that voices him. He's the person that, that plays him in the FMV intro. They use different voice actors compared to the actors in the actual intro. I don't know why, <laughs> but but they do, um, and it's glorious. But the guy who played who voice acts is like well old now, but uh, voice actor Barry Burton. Um, in fact, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I literally typed in BA um, on my <laughs> on my work laptop, and the first thing that pops up is Barry Burton was evil. <laughs> Almost like you've Googled that before, Reg. <laughs> so many times. So, so many times. Um, but yeah, he he well needs to be the p- most prominent actor in that. Um, in that film because A, he plays a huge part anyway in the actual game, not just saying that because he is my favourite but he in effect helps the plot along massively Um, without giving anything away Um, but yeah, he is glorious so the minute that comes out I'm I'm all over it Um, Barry Jurd is the name of um, the voice actor for Barry Bird and apparently that was just coincidental. <laughs> They're both called Barry's. Oh, God bless them. That's something I like. Um, so what was I going with that? I just got so distracted by the beauty of Barry Burton, I just forgot. That happens a lot, though, doesn't it, Rich? It does. It does. It does. Yeah. We, we all know how much I love yeah. I love Resident Evil and Barry Burton. Well, shall we bring it back down to something a bit nicer? We can talk about something less sort of, you know, horror and... and some it some it nice and warm and cuddly and just fun. Quickly like, though, before you do okay. the, the really nice fun things, just very quick two shot random shootouts. Yeah. So by the time you listen to this now, yesterday Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is coming out on the Oculus Quest. So if you haven't got a PSVR and you've got a quest, mm-hmm. by far the greatest VR experience you'll ever yeah. have. Download. If you haven't, go and buy a Quest 2 when they come out, because they're a bargain by the looks of it. Um, yeah, or go on eBay and just pick up uh, Quest 1 now for like £100. Oh, really? Yeah. Out, out of interest, I was like, wonder how much the Quest are going for, because one of my cousin's uh, nieces is after one. So I was like, went on eBay, and yeah, you can pick up a 128 gig one for 120 quid on eBay now. Jeez. And there's loads of them. So I was like, oh, right, okay, well, they didn't hold their value long at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, you need to go on to that. And the second thing about the quest um, is the Blair Witch game, which has come out on the Xbox. It's on the Game Pass for everyone to mm. play. And it came out on the PS4. That's now coming to quest on Halloween. So it's not playable in VR on the Xbox or PS4. So oh, right. they, apparently they've done it from the ground up to play in VR. So they've completely mm. redone it. So I was like, that's going to be an awesome VR title. Interesting. Very Remember exciting. the the original Blair Witch games, uh, which are based on sort of first the sort of first person ones. Yeah, and I wonder if it's anything like that because they were pretty atmospheric. 
Yeah. Uh, no, they're not. So the cool. <laughs> this is like another walking in the forest type of first person. Right. Okay. Um, go around, but you've got a dog called Bullet who like goes out and sniffs out clues and stuff like that. And you go a, a an ex cop who's been like sort of dragged back in to help the case of a little kid gone missing um, in the woods. And then obviously it's the Blair Witch Woods and it all goes horrifically wrong and, and it's creepy as hell. Um, so I imagine in VR it's going to be just as good as Resident Evil 7. Well, no, it's not going to be just as good. It's going to be just under Resi, Resi 7 uh, for terms of creepy shit yourselfness. Mm. So that's exciting. Okay. <laughs> but go on, warm, fuzzy feels. Um, so Animal Crossing's just had an update, Reg. Oh, right. Yeah, because it's Halloween, so um, lots of Halloween-themed stuff is coming to Animal Crossing. Um, now, I don't have Animal Crossing on the Switch. I have it on the 3DS because I'm always about four to five years minimum behind. You? Um, yeah. Um, and I have, in the last three months, I think, since we got it, I think I've only ever put another the cartridge in my DS twice it's just been constant it's just been right wake up we better better go and uh shake all the trees let's get all the fruits go and sell it right let's go to the island let's go and get get some fish right take it back let's sell it okay we've oh got to you're to animal crossing too <laughs> it, it's a it's a bit of a, a a couple thing going on we've got our island and um yeah we, we yeah a little bit but my point <laughs> is because it's halloween and there's all these halloweeny things it has enabled some people to um it, on the switch version is very customizable and someone's turned their village into silent hill what so i've just sent a link to the skype chat if you want to oh my god you have, have a quick well... look it there's, there's not much there it doesn't show you that much but um, um <laughs> it does look Ash, quite interesting can, can you get on the um on the switch and download the new <laughs> halloween update for animal crossing please Someone's created their island as um, Silent Hill. Yeah, so and you, you, you'll need to get their uh, like Animal Crossing, but yeah, you need to get their code and, uh, and go visit. If it's got the siren, if it has got the siren, I will absolutely do. It. <laughs> it's got the fog and it's got the sign, and it's just—I mean, there's not an awful lot in this article that shows it, but apparently, there's lots of things. There's some stuff from Silent Hill Downpour that they've managed to. Get in the game. Uh, so, like so you had me. You well, it's it's just because it's they've, they've used what is in the game. So there is a bird cage in the game. So they've used the bird cage because apparently that has something to do with Silent Hill Downpour. Yeah. Um and things like that. That looks awesome though. Um, I'm very very happy. <laughs> very Are you guys happy. still playing it? She is not as much as what she she was, mm. um, but it's only because like now she's she's part of like the management team, right? Work and stuff. So she's like proper getting battered with huge hours. So when time she get we get Oliver to bed and sit down after tea and stuff, it's like getting quite late. So she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it yet. <laughs> she says I'm knackered. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Um, so hasn't been on for a little bit. Oh, and she's been doing Oliver's Playroom as well, so she hasn't had a chance. So, yes, oh, okay. there you go. Okay. Playroom as well. But she is, I think, once the Playroom's done, I won't yeah. see her. When, you, when you've got actual real-life 
renovations that you can do. See, that's that's the problem. We 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 want to buy a house, but we can't, so we're just decorating the house in Animal Crossing, buying nice things for that. Yeah, but I keep adding rooms. I'm like, right, that's the basement. There's that's the music room. So we've got like a grand piano and a guitar and all sorts of stuff down there. Got lights on the walls. Looks great. Upstairs is where all our uh, gaming Magic. stuff is. So I've got a Virtual Boy. I've got a Wii U. Nice. I've got a 3DS. I've got a, um, um, a Yoshi egg. Got the 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 goal flag from the end of Super Mario. Got a grabber machine, a pinball table, and then the left room is the kitchen, come dining room. The right is the bathroom where I got a toilet, and then I found a gold nugget and I took it to the guy in the resale shop, and he turned my toilet into a gold toilet. So now we've got a golden toilet, Reg. It's, nice. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that, that that sounds lovely. Yeah. Because I've, I've been watching this um. So the dudes that I follow on another podcast, that Critical Role that I talk about, oh, a lot, there you they do a um, they do a, an animal chat um, called Crit, Crit, Critical Crossing, I think it is, where they do yeah. like a chat show based in Animal Crossing. So they get like loads of celebs and stuff. So they have like a Lambs set come around and they sit around the campfire and she plays songs and then they chat after she plays the songs where her character then plays guitar in the game and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, Matt Mercer was just like, yeah, so no one can come to my island. Not yet. It's not ready yet. And then eventually he was like, right, my island is now ready. And she had to come across and he's made a D&D, um, like proper town, mm. like island. And it looks amazing. You go into like um, into his library where it's got like all the, the fancy rule books and stuff. And you press one of the books in, in the bookcase and it opens up a, um, a satanic ritual uh thing on the floor like the pentagram and stuff and you're standing there and it takes you straight to hell and there's dragons and stuff. it just l- looks awesome and I'm like oh. people have far too much time on their hands mm. well i know that the switch version is way more customizable and much more of a time sink than the 3gs version so i'm almost afraid to buy a switch <laughs> you need a switch though switches are awesome yeah at some point i know i know i do Mm. Uh, to be fair, I've just been playing the, the SNES online on the Switch more than the Switch games. Mm. To be fair, despite me saying that, but I was um I had to go because we did like a shed ton of washing um the other day, and I was like, we haven't got a tumble dryer. There's not enough room on the air air rack. All our radiators now have radiator covers covering them, obviously because of Oliver and stuff. So I'm like, mm. how are we going to dry the clothes? <laughs> and I was like, I'll have to go to the tumble dryer at Morrison's. So I was like, oh, take the um take the Switch and play on the Switch. They like, have a tumble dryer yeah. in Morrison's. Yeah, outside they've got washer dryers in, uh, in our Morrison's. It's so handy. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll go and I'll go and do that then. Take the switch and I'll carry on my game file of Divinity mm-hmm. uh, too, yeah, which course. I was absolutely like adoring. So I was like, I'm going to go play that. Um, so I was like, where was I up to? And I was like, I genuinely can't remember where I'm up to. And I was like, oh, this is exciting then. And then I opened it up and it auto saved right at the start of a fight, which is awkward because okay. I have no idea where I am, what's happening or anything. It's been like two months or something since I last played this. <laughs> so I was like, uh, right, okay. So what happened? And then my guys basically just get um, a spell put on them on before I can even move or do anything, uh, which charms them. Um, and then they just kill each other. So the game starts, so it's fight. They get charmed. I die. I reload the file. 
I get charmed, I die. I get charmed and die. And I'm like, oh, okay, I tell you what, I'll load back on my old saves instead then. And mm-hmm. like, go back. So this this file, this autosave file, was our 67 or 68. Um, and my new the save file below that uh, was our 12. Oh. So I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to play Mario Kart instead. So I, I basically loaded up the snares and started playing Mario Kart. Um, so until I can <sighs> embrace the fact that I need to start all over again fresh in, okay. in Divinity 2, which I'm like, do I do this? Or now my laptop can play games. Do I get Baldur's Gate 3? Because it will run smooth. Oh, yeah, so that's just come out, right? And Baldur's Gate 3 is in early access, but it is out and available. Mm-hmm. Um, for full price, despite it being early access, uh, so thirty nine ninety nine. Um, it is on Steam uh, for the first two chapters, and then that's it. <laughs> you don't get any more from it. Oh. Um, but it's made by the team that did Divinity Two, oh, so interesting. I'm like, huh? It is literally just Baldur's Gate Divinity skinned. So. I'm like, do I just get that instead of having to start all over again? Because this is like the new version of the game that I really enjoyed and loved, and it looks beautiful. The character creation is just like insanely good. Um, to stage where people put up their, their creations on um, Twitter um, and Laurian Studios, the guys that make it, were just like, come on, guys, we, we literally give you the tools to make the most hideous looking demons and skeletons and you create the default for, uh, vault dweller from Fallout. And I'm like, can you can you at least give us some creativity in this? Just to like spark people up to be like, this is the designs I can make. And then some of the comments underneath it were just like, yeah, check out my dude. And they just look, oh, I've not seen the character creation screen looking that beautiful. It, the characters look just amazing, even with like all the scars and the cuts and like the horns and the fire and everything it just looks glorious mm. um so i was like ah, i'm gonna get that i think that's gonna be my payday one is that and then i was like oh shit no because on payday as well Celasta comes out which i know this means nothing to you but um i think it's hand of the crown and um, comes out and that's another D type game uh extremely similar to um boulders gate and divinity and stuff like that. different team that, that make it um but it looks amazing and that was one of the first games that when I got the laptop, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. I'm dying to play this. And then it turns out this comes out at the end of this month. And then I've got Baldur's Gate 3, which is out now in early access. I can play. And I'm like, oh, I don't know which one to go for. And then the other annoying thing is if I did decide, you know, what, I'm going to start again on Divinity 2. If I buy Divinity 2 on Steam, it's a cross-play with the Switch. So I could do either or. So now I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's all three of near enough the identical game. <laughs> I don't know which one to choose to do. So it's a very, very hard one to choose. So, mm. yeah, that, that's my, my tough call to well, go from. Or You guys are always having a go at me being like, oh, watch something new, play something new, stop playing all these old things. Just go straight for Baldur's Gate. Get in on the ground floor, Reg. All right. Okay, cool. Well, that'll be my choice then because then I will do that. And we can nice. update update it when they uh, start coming through, which is nice. Yeah, because you can start, start streaming it. There we go. I could even do that. You could. Because what I could also do is, seeing as pre-patch of Shadowlands is coming out 
again tomorrow so yesterday when you listen to this mm. um wow will be completely different again ah uh, yes massively so even though shadowlands has been uh, postponed um so it's no longer coming out obviously this month because it should have come out no um october the 27th it's right. now been pushed back and delayed okay they said to us that don't worry you're still getting a pre-patch like tomorrow um so for people that haven't played well for a while or people that are interested and been waiting for like shadowlands to come out before they jump back in again once they hit level 120 like last year when battle for came out mm. um yeah you're going to come in tomorrow and it, your character's going to be squished down to level 50 um so they've they're doing what they call level squishing because they think 120 levels takes far too long to get through right. so what they're doing is they're they're basically making everyone everyone's end game level 60 for when shadowlands come out or for now 50 is end game um until then so it's basically going back to what the original wow used to be so wow used to take ages like classic wow to level up so 50 was the hell of an achievement um but what they're doing now is they've created a new starting area for newbies so like you know you who i got the um the starting class for the group for and i said yeah you should definitely jump on and, and play with us and you're like yeah i'll do that at some point and then you never you could now jump on now and you'll have all the expansion packs up until battle for azeroth until shadowlands comes out and then you'll get battle for azeroth as well um you've got a brand new starting area now which no one's ever seen yeah to learn all the mechanics um, and everything all based around how the gameplay uh, which is cool uh, i don't know don't new races aren't being included just yet i believe but at least you'll have the new area and the questing to go through to get the the feel of it and the understanding of it. Mm. Um, you've got a shit ton of new character creation tools, uh, which are coming into it as well. So your characters now how can have different color eyes, different skin tones, and like just like a wealth of new additions, which is what every MMO seems to be doing. Obviously, since WoW came out, and um, but now like oh right, people like customizing the characters. Well, I'll tell you mm. what then, we'll, we'll do this. Despite that you're going to be draped in like huge massive armor and not see any of your character. There you go. They spend some time doing that. So we've got that coming into it. Um, you can now change your race um, and your uh, sex in the game as well, in a barber shop, which is what you used to have to pay for. Oh, yes, right. And it was pricey as hell. It was like 30 quid to change character. Um, but you can now do that just off the bat. Um, and if you've played well previously, but you've, you don't want to do the starting area, what you can do is you go back to your normal starting ground what you're used to now but then when you hit level 10 you go see this person called a chromie and that chromie basically time walks you to one of the previous expansions and you do your full-on leveling up through that storyline so instead of doing what i was doing where i was going like hey i'm back well i'm leveling up so quick and i was doing like wrath of the lich king for like five levels and then going oh shit i'm too high level now i'm going to go over to this one and go, oh no i'm going to go over to that one now and then just jump through all the, the expansion packs to get to the end game um you now just choose an expansion pack and run through it all and it auto levels you so that you don't ever outgrow anything it just goes nice and smoothly and it's done correctly balanced so when you hit your high level point you're at the end of that expansion pack and then you're free to then go off and do whatever expansion pack you want to do. But if you don't want to do that, you can still pick and choose what quests you do from different expansion packs and jump through them by seeing this crowy person. Um, but only if you've leveled up a character previously. 
if you're brand new to it, you've got to choose an expansion and run through it. And the reason they're doing it is to make it a lot more streamlined. So people get an idea of the actual the lore and the plot of the game running through forward to it, ready for this new expansion back. So it all sounds well exciting. Um, and I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I thought the the criticism was going to be huge with this, but people are genuinely excited, which is weird. Yeah. Being told that it's like it's funny they they, they it's at least the what second third time they've sort of rebooted that game mm. just to keep it fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, because I mean, Cataclysm came out. And that was one that basically destroyed the world as we knew it. Like Deathwing came out like a big huge dragon and was like "fuck you, Azeroth" and just basically just laid waste the planet. So when you went around Stormwind, all the buildings were broke. There was cracks. There was rivers where they weren't before. Lava was cut going over places. So everything looked different. Like some of your question areas you used to go to all the time were now like underwater or just like been destroyed completely. So they weren't there and stuff. It was like amazing the way they'd done it. Um. But yes, yeah, since all this crazy shit's been going down, loads of stuff has, has happened. So like in the latest sort of expansions, obviously times grew loads past that. So the towns are now back all the way they were or stuff's happened and things have gone down. So things have been altered. Mm. Now we're going to have a complete overhaul of everything, which is insane when you think about like, it's been around for a hell of a long time. Um, but it's nice, like you said, how they're trying to keep it fresh by going, yeah, here we go. That's just not resting our laurels and just keep, keep keeping the cash in because the cash is still flowing in. There's still people, like brand new people, like trying to get into some of the servers. You can't, it's still full. Literally, it's crazy, crazy how busy it is. Um, but it's always been that way with WoW and it's insane how they managed to hold the, um, the, the people down for it. And like the new Halloween event and stuff sounds really cool, uh, which is coming through. So it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a, a WoW player. Mm. Which is nice. Sounds like uh, you're trying to sell it again. Well, you know, you don't have anything to do, Dan. Jump on and play. As you said, you're looking for something to to watch. Why watch something that you can play something with? Maybe, yeah. Mm. And up to level twenty, it's free. So you know, play with me. Try it out. See what you think. Okay, I will. uh, I will have a think about it. I, I know that means no, but it shouldn't be a no because it is really fun. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> All right. This this episode's almost back to front because we usually talk for a little bit about, you know, life and stuff in general and then get talking about stuff, but we, we kick straight into it talking about, you know, relevant stuff. And towards the end, you started talking about going and doing your washing at Morrison's. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. It was a bit of a backwards one, but it was a fun mm. one, though, Dan. And that's the most important thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was also a slightly long one. <laughs> it's true. It was. Yeah, well, an hour and ten. That's a good standard. Yeah, because we missed a week and I missed you, so I thought... Egg, there you go, exactly. I'll treat us all. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> And with that, we will be calling it a night for one more week. Just one more week. Yes. Don't oh. forget to check out Nerdo D&D. It's been getting rather exciting lately. I was about to say, if yeah. you don't get enough of our voices, then please feel free to tune in to Nerdo D&D because yeah. it's getting amazing. Every other Friday. Mm-hmm. Go for it. 
That's good. Although I was, I was low key annoyed before. Okay. But, but also quite happy because <clears throat> so we've got Disney Plus. So there I was working away. Ash and Oliver were off today. Um, and then I was like, right, I'm going to make a brew. So I made a brew, took in a brew to Ash, and I was like, what's this you're watching? And so I watched it and I was like, huh, is this onward? And she was like, yeah. Oliver's laughing his head off at it. And I'm like, oh, no. It's a gelatinous cube thing all over again. But <laughs> I'm going to have no idea what's going on with it. And so I was like, I'm going to have to put both earplugs in. I can't listen to it because I really want to watch it. And then thankfully, Oliver, after about 20 minutes, was like, this is really funny, but I've got toys over here I need to play with. So yeah. just I'm going to go play with that. So yeah. I was like, should I put something else on? And I was like, yes, do that. <laughs> She's like, right. so she put on something else. And I was like, yes. So now I get to watch Onward, which I'm very excited about. Have you never seen it? No, not yet. Oh, you're, you are absolutely going to love it. I know. Uh, I think you're going to be really surprised by how many... Um, just how how much Dungeons and Dragons is in it? It is literally yeah. like a, a love letter to to D and D. Nice. Mm. I like that. Yes. Anywho. Oh, and um, new series of Taskmaster starts on Thursday. Yes, and you can watch it all in one hit on Four OD. Oh, what the entire series? Yep. No. What? Yeah, we said um, starts on Thursday. Or oh, stream the whole box set on E4 starting Thursday. Oh, don't they mean the series one to nine? No, no, no. Apparently, it's the full thing. I don't know if they've got the the rights to one to nine. I don't know if it's just this brand new one that they're doing. So it's like Great British Bake Off, where they haven't got the. If you go on Channel Four, you can't watch the old ones. You can only watch the new one. I think. Yeah, on Channel Four, oh. so I think it's the brand new sort of thing you can just binge watch. So yeah, there you go. Well, that is my. Thursday, well, probably Friday evening, because you know, on a, we'll want to do a morning one go. Anyhow, I, I shouldn't have said that because I might have slightly had your own wow up until that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's literally like tasks. one evening. <laughs> I think I'm only going to get you up for one evening anyway, <laughs> to be honest, but it'll be worth a try. It'll be worth a try. Mm-hmm. We will do. And I think that's the thing we should stream you playing well for the first time. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this before, and we'll, uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the slogan for Warcraft. World of Warcraft. And I'll think about it. <laughs> right. right. Anyhow, we'll see you next time. And see you soon. Bye. Bye.